What up, man? Sit down. And I'm Ray Ray all day. Oh, man, I'm digging that cowboy hat, right? What up, man, and welcome to the battle. I'm your host, Full Money Johnny. And I'm Ray Ray. Oh. Yeah, what up, Ray? What's up, brother? What's going on, brothers? Oh, man. Thank God we're back, boys. The boys are back in town. Oh, man. Missed this place, man. Missed the Lion Den. Yeah, baby. Back live in the Lion's Den. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right here. I got to tell you, man, it's been a rough couple of months, though, ain't it, boys? Well, you ain't lying. Oh, yeah. Got to caught up with that vid, baby. Get caught up with that vid. Jeez. Freaking vid. I was down for about 15 days. I know, Fritzy, you had a little episode you went through too so yeah, i was i was locked up for 15 days yeah man <laughs> literally man i'll tell you what you learn a lot of things about yourself when you're alone for 15 days well you, you ain't lying i don't want to know <laughs> man. <laughs> what are you talking about dude man you're probably I, pulling stuff out of your belly button i oh, developed some strange habits oh, because did <laughs> when i got home i noticed that i sit on the edge of the bed and i just rearrange things oh really and I don't even realize I'm doing it, I but I, my Tina noticed that I was doing it. And I'd take my wallet and my phone and I just rearrange it, put it in a different place. Got, to, got Every, the OCD so, going there, brother. Oh, the OCD man. Going. Just from being locked up, not having Just from being locked up. Today, yeah, yeah. Now, during the day, I'd never see anybody, but at night, they're going to bother you every about two hours <laughs> while you're trying to rest and you don't want to be bothered. Right. As I was telling uh, Ray earlier, I said, poor, poor Fritzy's up there trying to chill and he's got his phone going, bing, 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 bing. He's like, I love these brothers, but oh, I wish they'd just leave me the hell alone. <laughs> <laughs> Never thought that once yeah. or twice. <laughs> no, it was more like eight oh, or nine man. times. I'll tell you, I've, I sound like a herd of elephants up there in my man cave because, you know, every two hours I was getting up and doing laps around the man cave. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> And I, Candy thought there was a friggin' stampede going on up there. You know what I'm saying? They wouldn't let Honey, me do a lap okay? around nothing. Did you fall down again? I tell you, I loved it though to some degree because you know she was bringing me my food, my medicine. You know, oh, yeah. That's that's gone to the wayside. Let me tell you. Well, there you go. But get up and get it yourself. Get it yourself. Oh yeah. You're better now. Yeah. You can't be spoiled that. You're not sick anymore. Yes, yeah. I am. <laughs> well, that's a legend, but. You know, uh, well, I mean, you and I have been down for a little bit because we got with But what's Ray's excuse? I mean, I ain't heard one thing about no humane, humanitarians in probably like four months now. I know, right? That's because all the people I was helping have been sick. Oh, no. do. <laughs> oh, brother, are you serious right now? Wow. Now nah, I was doing stuff, man. I just wasn't, like bugging, I wasn't bugging y'all about Listen, it. Listen, Ray, you know how I know you weren't doing shit? I'll tell you why. Because you didn't call me one time to brag about it. <laughs> Man, humbly. Well, there's a, there's a little truth to that, you know. <laughs> I, did, I didn't want you laughing. I knew you had to maintain your uh, composure. Oh, is that what it yeah, was? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You didn't want me to feel worse about myself? That's it. That's yeah. it. John, I know you're down with the COVID, but, you know, I was over here helping a few people out. This old lady, this guy, you know. Oh, yeah. What are you doing? You know me, man. John, get off your ass, man. Come on. <laughs> yeah. I know you got the vid, but come on. <laughs> Boys, it is good to be back, man. I got to tell you. It really, really you. is, man. It's good to see y'all. Yeah, good to see you too, brother. And, and not, we're not joking about COVID because we do no. know some people that have uh, that have actually 
lost their lives to it. And we're not joking about it. We're just joking within ourselves and this and what we went through, what we experienced, but we do know it's a serious thing. And we do know that a lot of guys are having a real hard time with it. We know a lot of guys are afraid of it. Well, dude, we lost some friends. We lost a oh, friend. Oh, yeah. yeah. Some friend family members just recently. Yeah. yeah. You know, you're upstairs. You're locked down yourself because you're sick. And then you find out you lose one of your brothers or one of your sisters. It happens. It's 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 a real thing. Um, you know, it's not, you know, I think that's just life. You got to make light of everything in life there. Or else you're going to be prisoner to being miserable. You know what I'm saying? So you got to stick to the, that which doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Well, you really do because... If you don't, you're just going to keep getting beaten down and beaten down and beaten down. Well, it's like I told you guys earlier. I mean, you almost feel bad because you didn't feel real bad. Right. Yeah. Because everybody else is, you know, like just in this room, Fritz, you had it a lot worse than I did. You know what I mean? So you almost, you hear your brother struggling. You're like, okay, I'm not feeling all this. And you think, you know, should I keep myself, my, my stuff to myself because I don't want to downplay it or right. make it sound like it's not important. But for me, it, it wasn't at that time, you know what I mean? It yeah. didn't affect me in that way. So it's, it's really just, it's, it's crazy how it's happened. It's crazy how it's affecting people differently, you know? Yeah. And, and when you, when we, when we talk about this, the way you choose to react to it, some people don't have a choice really on how to react, but when it comes to getting sick, fear of getting sick, um, getting a vaccine, not getting a vaccine, that's up to each and every person out there as to what they do. Absolutely. But, but when you come to those crossroads, you have to stand your ground in what you're going to do. Well, you got to make a decision. Right. Yeah. You can't walk the fence. Oh, you got to make a decision what's best for you, what's best for you and your family. Right. Exactly. And I respect that. You yeah. know, I, I, I respect that. You know, people want to, guys, listen, we're, we're caught up in this bullshit of this side, that side, the political aspect of what's going on. You know, listen, this is about people. You know, and that's what this podcast is about. It's about people. It's right. about real life people that are going through real life shit. Right. We're just going to put you it bet. out there. And so this is affecting people and we need to respect that and understand that and, you know, be mindful of that. And it's like anything else, just because something doesn't directly affect you doesn't make it less, you know, important or less, you know, of, of something that you wanted to talk about or discuss because, you know, hey, it didn't bother me. Well, it's, it bothered my brother. Right. right. You know, and bother my friends. We lost friends. We've lost family members. It's just, it's a touchy situation. And I just, our thoughts and our prayers here at the uh, Battle Podcast go out to each and every one of you that's been affected by this. And I think that that is everybody because yeah. I think indirectly everybody has been affected by this. And regardless of whatever our personal preferences or thoughts are, it doesn't matter. We're talking about people here. Right. And you've got to, you've got to respect people and their decisions. You know, whether like, like we said before, the vax, getting vaccinated or not getting vaccinated, you have to respect their decisions. They're doing what they feel is best for them. So nobody's better and nobody's worse. Yeah. And who's to say, you know, they haven't consulted their doctor or their physician. And exactly. They don't recommend it for a reason. Right. That's it. Exactly. I don't know. Yeah. All you can do is respect their decision and love them. There you go. That's what we do. Well, Fritzy, we've been, uh, uh, you know, we've been out of loop for a while. You know, we've been kind of off the air because what's been going on. And we're finally back in the studio. And I think it's important for us to kind of make sure you kind of reiterate with our listeners, where can they catch us? Where can they hear the battle podcast? My gosh, we are on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Stitcher, Deezer, just about any place that um, you enjoy listening to your favorite podcast or music source. 
Nice. Look us up. Please think, do. Didn't we hit Amazon right before we... Amazon Music, yes. Yeah. As okay. a matter of fact, we are on there. Well, that was a... We were approved and, and are on there, so you can get us on Amazon Music as well. That was pretty exciting. That, that one stuck with me because I was, you know, when I heard we were on Amazon. Well, Amazon's a major. Right. Yeah. They're a player. I mean, yeah. people go for everything right. to Amazon. So. Exactly. Exactly. The one-stop shop. So we're really, yeah, we're really fortunate to have so many different outlets that you can catch us on. So please do. And if you're already listening to us on them, tell your friends. Do that. Share us. Oh, like yeah. us. Love us. Come Let on, us know. Come get us. We need you. Come Drop on, us man. an email. We're on a man at the battle podcast We're on a man at, at gmail.com. The yeah. battle podcast at gmail.com. Even if it's a love-hate relationship, if you love to hate us, keep tuning in and hate us. Tell us how much you there don't you like go. us. We'd, we'd appreciate it. <laughs> but today, this week, we are talking about Crossroads. I kind of tripped into it a little bit earlier. But uh, every decision you have to make is technically a crossroads. You got to decide to go straight, turn left, or turn right. And a lot of that really comes in the transition from a boy to a man, because that is, I would say that is a large crossroad right there. And a lot of these kids out there nowadays just don't know how to navigate it. They don't know which way to go. They're not being taught. Well, and a lot of them don't have the guidance of a father. Right. And we talk about that here all the time. It's all funny the time. you say that, Fritzy, because uh, I was talking to somebody the other day and I'm like, if you think about it from this perspective, 50% of the the boys out there in America right now are in a fatherless home. When you start looking at all the different... Was that 5-0? Yeah. 50%? 50%. Wow. I mean, when you start thinking about 72% in this, in this group, 37% in this group, 31% in this group, I mean, when you start doing the, the, the averages, it's about 50%. Now, here's the thing that's even more alarming. Out of that 50% that do have fathers, how many are, are in homes where the father's checked out? Mm. Yeah. I mean, that so, they're there, but they're not there. So what does that actual percentage turn right. out to be? And so what you have, Much higher. what you have quite honestly, and again, I don't mean any disrespect to the ladies out there, but you got a lot of women raising boys. Yep. And That's so true. when you look at our culture today and you look at the way that we react, the young men react and they, they're very caught up in their feelings and their emotions. And most of the time, that's how women react. That's how women deal with things. And the, the problem that we face is that these boys are being raised by women instead of by men. Right. So and at the end of the day, it's not the woman's fault because she's forced to do that. Right. Exactly. It's sad. It's the men's fault. So now you've got these boys that are at a crossroads. Okay. When do I become a man? When do I step into manhood? When do I start recognizing the things that are going to transition me from this little boy to being a masculine man? And I mean, that scares the shit out of you, honestly. And we've all been there. Oh, yeah. And the, the thing, too, is that our culture right now is telling us, oh, there's, you know, masculinity is, it's, it's damaging. It's, it's toxic. It's, it's toxic and all that. Maxilin, mac, ma, let me try that. Maxillinity. Well, you are, Rusty. Maxillinity. That was nice. Maxillinity. The redneckinism's coming back. Maxillinity. Come on, Ray. You better. Maxillinity. You better what, boy? Maxillinity is going to be, you know. No. But Max. Yeah, y'all got me. Boy, you better. Still your turn. Still your turn. Ray. Better redneck me. Maxillinity. Try it again, Ray. Masculinity. Oh. Masculinity. Oh. It's not toxic. It is not toxic by any means. And like you were talking about, 
boys growing up and all their feelings and all that stuff. The problem is, is as a man, you have to learn how to control your feelings and express your feelings. I've, I've noticed a lot of these boys who are being raised by single moms um, don't know how to control their feelings. They don't know how to, when they're upset, what they're supposed to do. They don't know how to express that they're upset without pitching a fit. Well, or, and not, but they express themselves in a sense of femininity. It's, it's not, again, I'm not yeah. trying to, to bash on the ladies. You know, I, I, my mom was a single mom. Okay. Yeah. And there are a lot of women out there that are, are trying their damnedest to raise these kids and then they're, they're doing it on their own and they're not getting the help they need. But at the end of the day, I mean, we have their, you know, you're going to take on the traits of the person that's raising you. And if it's a woman and you're a boy, you're going to take on female traits. Or they dive into a video game because that's what their dad did when he came home from work. Right. right. He put on Soldier of Fortune or whatever, a Fortnite or something and played right. till uh, all hours of the night. So that's, that's what the kid does. He was there, but he wasn't present. Oh, you get Correct. this false sense of masculinity, which quite honestly, that is toxic. You know, when right. you start thinking that, you know, this false bravado, this, you know, this, this form of masculinity, it's about how strong you are, how big you are. I can work with my hands. I'm, I'm a tough guy. I'm this. I mean, that's not masculinity. And that's not the masculinity that we're trying to push out there for the young men that are listening to this podcast. You know, the measure of a man will always be his heart. Right. It'll and always be his heart. Now, how is that portrayed? Now, when it comes to, I just wanted to touch on what you were talking about, you know, man can work with his hands. He can fix things. He can do this. He can do that. Those aren't bad traits. What I feel is the true toxic masculinity is when guys, kids, boys think, you know, unfortunately, a lot of them end up growing up with porn and these video games that have a lot of pornographic images. And then that's what they feel is masculinity is taking advantage of women. How many girls can I sleep with? How many can, how many notches can I put on my belt? Well, who can I beat up? Who can I? Yeah, but you go back to that other part. Look at the simplicity of working with your hands. Right. There's nothing wrong with that. Nope. But if you find your value as a man in that, right. you're in trouble. Yeah. Like if you think you're a man because you can build something, that does not make you a man. You right. Know what I'm saying yep. if you think because you can go out there and you can build a fire or you can you know build a house or you're you're a construction worker or you're a mechanic or you're you're doing physical labor that that makes you a man that's yeah. a false sense of masculinity right and that that's that's when it becomes toxic gotcha well, or you think on the flip side of it the amount of money that I make makes me a man right so when I when I'm talking about you know the measure of a man comes from the heart it's because how do you walk things out as a, as a person, as a human being, like we talk about it here all the time, that selflessness, mm -hmm. what love is, right? Mm -hmm. That's what, you know, your first sign of being a man. And we've used my, I've used my son as, as an example many times. Of, we've had this conversation. How do I when I'm a man? Well, when you stop thinking about just yourself, right? Yep. When you start realizing you've got more responsibilities and people that depend on you, that's the first sign of maturity and masculinity as a man. Yes. You know, I, I've got to do this because I have, kids, or I have to do this because I have a wife. It goes back to what you're saying. It's, it's not about, it's not about Ray, like, you know, you don't have feelings. It's that you understand you've got to push through your feelings because there's something greater you've got to do. And you've got greater responsibilities to meet. Right. Because you've got people dependent on you. Hey, yep. Go. Your feelings take a back seat when that maturity takes over. Yeah. Exactly. And, and it doesn't mean they're not there. 
Your feelings are still there, but you have to wrestle with them bad boys to get past it. Yeah, a lot of times they're valid and it's uh, it's a good argument. Right, exactly. Um, that led me to think of uh, a particular crossroad that my nephew went through. He was a senior in high school and he was going to take this girl to prom and he needed somebody to, he needed to go meet the dad. The girl said, yeah, you can, you know, I'll go I'm to prom with you, but you have to meet my dad. So he calls me up going, uh, what, what do I do? What, what, what do I, what am I to expect? And the first words out of my mouth was that dad is going to ask you questions to make sure that you have his daughter's best interest at heart, no matter what it is. If she says, if, she, if her father says, you need to go to prom and then come right home, you guys are at prom. Even if she says, hey, let's go to Twisty Treat or whatever, you say, call your dad and find out if that's okay. Not, okay, let's go. You need to make sure that you have her best interest. And if, if that man told, tells you, go there, come back, you go there, come back. If anything's going to deviate, you contact him because... That's showing him that you have her best interest, which is, which is being selfless. Well, the other part of it is understanding. I mean, here you are a father. This is your daughter. You've spent your whole life protecting her and taking care of her. And then you're just going to hand her over to some boy that's going to come knocking on the door. Right. That, no, you, you're going to stand in front of me. You're going to sit out you're in the gonna, car and You're going to look horn. me in the eye and understand that that's precious cargo that's going inside that car. Yeah. And you better bring it back the way you found her. Yeah. And if you don't, I'm coming looking for you. You ain't going to sit out in the car. There you go. You ain't really, gonna that's that's not hard to understand. No. You know, it's a respect thing, too. And, and they've lost that. We've lost that in our culture today. Like, these these boys, the, uh, these girls do nothing but make excuses for them anyway. But, you know, like, it's it's foreign. Why do I need to go meet your dad? Do you want to take my daughter out? You better come look at me, boy. Well, I think that's part of the problem is either the lack of men at the house or a man not paying attention. He's not teaching his boys that. He's not teaching them that. He's not telling them the stories of, yeah, when I went to pick up your mom for homecoming, you know, I had to go in. I had to meet your dad. I had to meet her dad. I had to do this. I had to do that. It's not being told anymore because they're just not around. And that's that's our fault. Yep. That's a big one, Ray. Well, you know, guys, uh, there's a lot of different types of guys out there, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And we were talking about this. We were laughing, Ray, and I were putting this together because, you know, there's a few dudes, a couple of descriptors of guys out there that, that we're dealing with not only in the past, but the present, and we're probably going to see me more in the future. So, you know, I think it'd be kind of fun to go through these type of dudes. Like, oh yeah, let's do it. We're, when you're going to the crossroads, you got to realize you can't be this dude anymore, right? So, Ray, what's the first guy we got there? All right, the first. Should I do a special intro for it. I do a little special intro there, Fritzy. Oh yeah, here's Ray Ray all day with the different types of guys that you could be right here on the Battle Podcast in the Lions Den. Over to you, Ray. Hey, 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 everybody. Nah, just kidding. <laughs> don't be that guy. Yeah, don't be that guy. So there's, like we were saying, there's all different types of guys when they come to the crossroads on how they handle the crossroad. You've got one guy. He's the deer in the headlight guy. Oh, that guy. Oh, the deer man, in the headlight geez. guy. Is he oh, a redneck? I could be chance? accused of that once in a while. No, he's not a redneck. We'll get to the redneck guy here in a little bit. <laughs> uh, I just thought with a deer and all the stories we've had about you fattening him up and, you know, <laughs> You know, marrying yes. a few of them when when they when they own ah, 
Why well, you got to bring that up, man? Because that's what I do. Oh, you know that. man. The Darren Headlight guy, what do, you, what do you got on that red? Yeah, he's the guy that when he comes to a crossroad, he just freaks. He freezes, eyes big as saucers, and just doesn't know what to do. And I think we got a lot of those guys, you know, coming of age now is that they're just frozen. And they figure if they don't do anything, then they're not going to make the right choice. They're yeah. not going to make the wrong choice. <laughs> it's almost like when you were a kid, you know, and you're playing hide and go seek and you put your hands over your eyes. You think if I can't see them, they can't see me. You know what I mean? The deer mm-hmm. in the head like guys, like if I just don't acknowledge it, maybe it'll just go away. Like it's, right. it's, it's going to disappear. Yeah. Got news for you. Oh, it ain't going like that. No, that it's going to stay there. Yeah. And then we got the exact opposite of the deer in the headlight guy. He's the hell on wheels guy. Oh, hell oh, on wheels, yeah. baby. He's the one that Here don't pay we no go. Yeah, he don't pay no attention to the stoplight that's flashing at him. He's just barreling through. Well, he doesn't think about anything or anybody but himself. Exactly. That's the hell on wheels guy. It's like, it's about me. It's about my good time. It's about what's happening right now and screw everybody else. Right, exactly. You know, it's, the, it's that guy that, you know, lives at his parents' house, doesn't want to pay rent, that doesn't want to adhere to the rules. That doesn't want to, you know, contribute, just wants to take, 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 take. And it's yep. all about him having a good time. And then, yep. gets, then gets pissed when his mom don't bring him lunch up yeah. to the, Ma, up to the loft. The meatloaf, Ma, the meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> now we're about to get to the redneck guy. Almost. We're almost there. But bro, you, you're always pushing your people. I am. Always I am. pushing your I'm people. Supporting, I'm supporting the brothers. Okay. Well, this could be the redneck guy. It depends on what time of the evening. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah, the uh, you can't tell me nothing. Can't tell me nothing, guy. Oh, I love this guy. Oh yeah, oh, guy that knows everything. Knows you know it saying? all. I know. Doesn't I know. doesn't know Jack Schlitt, but he knows everything. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's the guy that if you talk to him at work, he's had you know this job and he's done that job and he's done this job and he's done that job. When you add all of his years of experience up, he's like 140 years old. Oh yeah. It's like, dude, how old are you? I'm 23. I've done it all. I'm yeah. Got a hundred years of work experience. Uh, yeah. You yeah. should pay me six figures just to sit here. If they would just listen to me, you know, if I, if you know, this company would run so much smoother. You know what I mean? I know. I just do it the way I they told should them. let me work from home. Yeah. Yeah. And don't bother me between the hours of eight and five. <laughs> I love this guy because he's a guy that, you know, you can't tell him nothing. And yet he's always crying and complaining because nothing ever goes right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Oh, oh yeah. He's always crying. Bitch and the most. Yeah. Bitching the most. Cause he, he just, he don't, because you know, nothing goes right for him, but you can't tell him nothing because he already knows everything. And, and a lot of these guys, you can actually kind of blend them together. You know, you got the hell on wheels guy that cares no, about nobody else and he's barreling right through the crossroads and then he becomes the, you can't tell me nothing guy. So you're trying to help him out. You're trying to guide him and he's just barreling right through the freaking intersection like it don't matter. Oh, Ray, well, this is your guy right here. Yeah. This is my guy. This is your, this is, this is, this is Ray's guy right here. Oh yeah. Hold my beer. Watch this guy. Hold <laughs> my beer. and Watch this guy, boy. Ooh. I think we've all been that guy at least once in our I life. I mean, I ain't been to a lot of redneck parties, so I've never really heard that before. Uh, oh, man. I can tell you what, man. I, <laughs> hey, man, hold my beer. and Watch this. <laughs> you know, I grew up in Okoye, which was a redneck town. And <laughs> it was a redneck oh, town. Yeah, it okay. was. It oh. was. It was. It's changed a lot. Okoye really oh, yeah. changed. Salvaged yeah. it. But I tell you what. So modernized. I had a buddy of mine. We used to all they go to this, Walmart. <laughs> we used to all go to this one guy's house, and we, you know, on the weekends, and we drink beer and throw the beer cans in the back of his truck and all that. And he had a, a second story balcony. And uh, my buddy, he says, "Hey, watch this." 
So he climbs up to the second story balcony with beer in his hand, starts chugging a beer, jumps off the balcony, hits the ground, does a double roll, stands up, goes, didn't spill a drop. <laughs> <laughs> gotta love that. Guy. That is you honest. gotta love that guy. That's an honest to God, true story. But you know, taking a step back, you know, we're literally talking about guys of beer, but this is really kind of talking about that dude that is always trying to prove something. Right. Yep. You know, He's out there and he's trying to, you know, put himself out there and trying to impress people, wanting to get, you know, recognition. This guy that's just starving for attention. Right. That's going to do whatever it takes, whether it's positive or whether it's negative, to get somebody just to notice what's going on with him. So, you know, here, you know, hold my beer and watch this. Here I go. Right. And no matter how stupid I am, as long as you're watching me, as long as you're giving me your attention, that's all I care about. And quite honestly, if we think about what we just said a little bit ago about, the culture that we live in and the fact of the fatherless homes that we deal with, there's a lot of young boys out there that are just wanting somebody's attention. Yep. Yep. They're and looking for validity. They want to be told what they do. They want some instruction. And if you don't give it to them, they're going to be stupid to get your attention. Yeah. And that also kind of runs into the next one. The, uh, I'll make you proud guy. Oh yeah. Very similar to the whole, my bear watch this guy. And, and you know, you think about it. I mean, this, this sounds like, well, ain't nothing wrong with that. Who doesn't want to make their, their, their dad proud or their parents proud? But when you become a people pleaser and your whole existence is about what people think about you and you want to make sure everybody knows that you're doing well or you're impressing people or whatever, it's dangerous. And Fritzy, you, you've mentioned that before. You, you struggle with that before, being a people pleaser, right? Oh, I have big time. Yeah, man. I used to base my soul worth on uh, how people felt about me. Yeah. And it's, it, I mean, I think it's fair to say it's pretty exhausting, isn't it? Very. Yeah. You very. Lose, you lose track of who you are. Oh, yeah. Because your brain plays tricks on you. You know, you sit around. I haven't heard from anybody today. So yeah. Everybody's mad at me. Right. <laughs> and, then yeah. you're, and then you realize nobody really gives a shit. <laughs> you know what Maybe I mean? everybody's out doing their own thing and they're not even thinking about me as much as I think they think about me. Yeah. yeah. That's it. And, it, and it's, it's scary. It's not a good place to be because... We've talked about it before, but that's where you, you start to become codependent on these other oh, people. Codependency is real. Yeah. That's a real deal. No, without a doubt. And, and you start finding your value in that. that you're in trouble. Ooh, you ain't lying. Yeah. Like I said, because that's when you lose track of who you are. You don't know who you are at that point because you're this person to that guy that because that makes him happy. You're this person to that guy because that makes them happy. And you completely lost track of who Fritz is or who Ray is or who John is. Yeah. You're not real. You're not true to yourself. And that's... It's not good. Not good at all. And then we've got. I love this one. Johnny's shaking his head already. The I'm not going out there guy. Exactly. Yeah. Hell, Hell no. Hell to the no. I'm not I'm going not out there. going out there. Not boy. me. My sister will go, but yeah. not me. Oh, got to love this guy. Got to love this guy right here, boy. Woo. The hide behind your mama guy right there. The, the stand behind your girlfriend guy. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm not going out there, guy. Listen, I, I'm My not wife won't let me. And we're not talking about, you know, getting physical or getting in fights and stuff like that. But the non-confrontational guy. I don't want to deal with a guy. I'm, I don't want to, you know, I, I don't want to feel uncomfortable guy. The Switzerland guy. Yeah. Where's old Mana when you need him? Mana, you can't <laughs> listen to this episode. We, we don't live in Switzerland anymore, Mana. Come on, guy. Uh, but, oh, man. Mana not here. 
And then the last one we got is here goes nothing guy. Here goes nothing. And that's the guy in my mind, that's the guy who has absolutely no direction, doesn't know which way he should go, no real compass on what's right, what's wrong. More of a, all right, here we go. We're going this way with no real thought to it. Well, they've got, got nothing to lose guy. Yeah, that too. You know what I'm saying? You like, do that way too. Hold my beer guy would say, you're kind of pissing in the wind, aren't you? Man? Yeah. <laughs> How many guys though are like that right now? Here goes nothing that, and this is where it gets really scary. When you're the here goes nothing guy and you're a husband or a father. Oh yeah. Wow. And you're making decisions like that. You know, oh, here goes nothing. We'll, we'll figure it out. Screw you, know? you, I quit. You know, the, uh, I mean? the, uh, we'll, we'll figure it out this, tomorrow. We're yeah. going to make this big financial decision. Well, here goes nothing. And you don't even think about how it's going to impact your kids, impact your wife, you know, your, your financial situation. And quite honestly, guys, I mean, we got a lot of dudes out there that, that are like this guy. Yeah. They don't even think about it. They go out and they spend money on stuff. They buy themselves this, they buy themselves that. And it's like, here goes nothing. Here, come home with a boat. I think there's probably some individuals out there that have actually gone through all these guys oh, yeah. at phases mm -hmm. and different points of their life. Yeah. Well, if we're going to be honest, we've all. I see them. two or three. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I, hey, I, 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 I was been, a hell you know, on wheels I mean, guy. I was a hell on wheels well, guy. Well, sure we were, depending yeah. on, you know, what our age was and that, what our thought processes were. I mean, I, I was a big, bunch of those guys. Never a big beer drinker, so I was like, "Hey, hold my Jack and Goat guy." I mean, but <laughs> you well, know, you're upscale. Yeah, you well, you know, he's high class. Yeah, man, I'd be Jack. like, "Hold both my beers, yeah, guy." Yeah. Oh, well, let's who my bullshit here. Hold my Boone's Farms guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like my buddy that jumped off the balcony. I ain't trusting you with my beer. Yeah, don't touch my <laughs> beer. <laughs> then, then you got my buddy Jay. A little shout out to. Uh, can I have another one guy? <laughs> the guy that never brings any beer, but always asks you for one of his. One of you yours. Go. Can I, and drinks it and goes, can I have another one guy? Another one, guy? <laughs> and one thing we got to pay attention to, like Fritz said, we've all been one of these guys or multiple of these guys at some point in our life. But when we do come to those crossroads, those decisions that we made and the decisions that we will make, they're going to significantly affect the rest of our lives. Good or bad? Well, we talk about this a lot here about, you know, sometimes you got to cut people out of your life. And unfortunately, sometimes that person is you. Yeah. And when you start oh. looking and you start looking at the list of guys here and think about those certain aspects of you as a man or a boy, those are the areas in your life you've got to cut out. You've got to get rid of the deer to headlights guy. You've got to cut him loose. You've got to walk away from this you know, reckless abandoned hell, hell's on wheels guy. This, you know, the guy that can't tell me nothing guy, you know, that's all a part of the maturing process and growing up. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the, the guys you got to let go of are the guys that live inside of you. Thanks for the kick in the nuts, John. Yeah. The kick in the nuts guy. That's who I am. Man. Because what you said, I mean, because you made a good point, Ray, because these decisions that we make as men can not only affect us, you know, just internally, but they can affect us financially. Yeah. I mean, morally, ethically, spiritually, relationally. Oh, yeah. And, and, and you know, we got more things riding on it than just us. Right. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm just talking to the dudes out there that listen to this podcast. If you're still hanging on to the hold, on, hold my beer and watch this guy, you got no damn business being a father. You a boy. You know, I mean, if you, if you think you're going to be the hell on wheels, reckless, abandoned guy, don't go out there and get married and have kids. Right. Exactly. You know what I'm saying 
if, if you want to be successful and you want to progress in your life, you, you can't be the, you can't tell me nothing guy. I don't want to hear it guy. Well, it's the mature in life. You've got, you've got to grow up. That, that's part of these crossroads. If, if you're doing that type of stuff, you're still a kid. You're still acting like a kid. You know, as I sit here and I look at these descriptives, it really, you know, hits home because it's, it's not the guy. And, and what we need to do is change the word guy to boy. Yeah. True. I mean, do you want to be the deer in the headlights boy? The uh, hell on wheels boy? Can't tell me nothing boy. Hold my beer. Watch this boy. I'll make you proud of me, boy. Mm. It puts every single one of those in different contexts immediately. Yeah. It really does because that really separates the boy mentality from the man mentality because the boy's not thinking about the rest of their life. They're not thinking about the decisions they got to make now that are going to affect the rest of their life. The man does. The boy doesn't. And if you guys think about this, what is the one word that's used to describe a male that's not a boy or a man? It's a guy. Oh, man. It's a guy. Yeah. Yep. And we live somewhere in the middle between it all, and we are the guy. Listen, we're not looking for guys. We're looking for men. If you listen to this podcast right now, you need to understand that there's a crossroads in your life. You have to understand that there are no guys. There are either boys or there's men. And if you're holding on to these, to these you know, behaviors or these traits, or these thought processes, you're not a man. You're a boy. And the reality of it is, is that you got to grow up. You know, it's funny the other day I had a conversation with my son, you know, he went for a job interview and, and he was all excited about it. And he had to, you know, go to a class and take some notes. And next thing you know, he's going to take a test. He goes in and he takes his test and he bombs it. And guess what? He loses the job. And for him, it was $15 an hour. You know, he's a young man. He's just starting out. Right. I asked my son, I said, so did you, did you study for this test? And he kind of looks at me with a deer in the headlights guy. He says, well, I took all these notes and he ran and he got these notes and he brought them to me. He says, look, look, dad, I got three pages of notes. I said, well, that's great. Did you study any of them? Well, no. So you took all these notes. You go and take it. You don't study them and then you go take a test and you wonder why you fail. You got to understand that that's why you need to realize that that's what boys do. That's not what a man does. And you're at a crossroads in your life. You've got to take, make a decision today. Are you going to continue to be a boy and do what boys do? Or are you going to step up and do what a man does to become a man? It's real simple. Some lessons are hard learned. Now, the good thing is, is he got another job. But at the end of the day, he had to learn a hard lesson. He lost a good job because he was thinking like a boy. And so many of you out there to listen to this podcast right now, you're at a crossroads. You're asking questions. You don't know what it is to be a man yet. And I understand that. And you know what? Even when you become a man, it's, a, it's an ongoing process. You know, we learn something new every single day. 
It's not like it's just overnight. You become a man overnight and all this boyish, childish thought process just disappears. The difference is, is that when that boy rises up, you smack him over the head with a mallet and put his ass in the back seat. Man, we are in a place right now in our culture, our society, that we desperately need men to step up. Step up, to get up, and to man up. There are boys out there that desperately need us. Quit bitching about the fact that these boys ain't acting like men and take some responsibility and teach them what it is to be a man. And when you do that, my friends, well, that's where the rubber meets the road. <laughs>